Live Smackdown. Podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWA. Wait. Let's get 205 out the way first. Um, open up the night, at least for 205 Live, with uh, the Bollywood boys, Samir and Sunil Singh, taking on Arya Davari and the Brian Kendrick in the tag team matchup. I was uh, looking and briefly perusing the new and improved WWE Network and realized that I had to put in a password and all of that. Uh, I, I'm, you know, watching from console, so I'm a fan of the console keyboard. I just don't necessarily like having to go through all of the typing and such like that, but it's all right. Anyway, WWE Network looks cool, looks sleeker, looks newer. Uh, and it's a little easier to navigate all of the content just off of how the homepage is set up. And if you're looking for something, it's not going to be hard to find it. So, shouts to that. So, I got to see the ending of the matchup. Like, you know, Brian Kendrick and uh, Tazawa were able to pick up the victory. You got the Bosker got involved. It looked like a almost low blow, but they called it. I can't remember the word Nigel McGinnis used. The Shadingles or something like that. It was... <laughs> It's hilarious. Commentary did an excellent job. All three, uh, you know, just appreciate all three elements. And Aiden is definitely coming along uh, rather well as, you know, the, I guess the newest guy on English commentary. So, <laughs> English commentary, Aiden English. Anyway, uh, so that was good. Uh, I think we got a Davari match after that. Is Davari taking on... Oh, man, There's someone, and he was uh, trying, the, the idea was, is he good enough for a Cruiserweight Championship match? I would say, hey, why not? I mean, let him work his way up. He has had a little bit of a tear since uh, Hideo Itami uh, exited from the company, so uh, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's a little right that, you know, he might at least get you know, at least maybe considered, but we'll see how general manager uh, Drake Maverick uh, feels about that after he wakes up. Because you know he's tired. Main event of 205 Live saw uh, Mike Kanellis taking on the general manager of 205 Live, Drake Maverick. They were fairly serious. Uh, Mike Kanellis got a lot of the offense in early. I mean, a lot of offense completely destroying Drake Maverick. But Drake Maverick hulked up toward the end, and, you know, the crowd loved it. You know, little guy, doing great things. De- definitely looked like he was out of it for a minute. I thought it was a wrap. He went for an elbow drop on the announce table. The DDT spot was heavy hits. Good spots from both of them. You know, they both had a good showing. But uh, ultimately, Drake Maverick hit, what, the Dudley Dog or a form of what, uh, sliced bread number four? What, which one of them numbers is it? But... It was uh, it was that he ran up the ropes, hit that, and uh, picked up the one, two, three victory over Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis would have uh, had a cruiserweight championship opportunity against uh, Drew Gulak had he won that match, but didn't happen. It's unfortunate. I think it's a couple of valuable lessons that Mike can learn, and hopefully. He has the willingness to apply his uh, whatever learning 
he's uh, gotten from his mistakes, if he's learned anything at all. But uh, there's no telling from my side. Either way, that was 205 Live. Very good stuff. Enjoyable episode. And uh, now, let's get on in the SmackDown Live. So the show opens up. Shane O'Mac, the best in the world on uh, the Titan Tron on screen. Uh, he, unfortunately for the people that care, you know, Shane O'Mac was not going to be on the show for the evening. Huge shock. Um, if we're going from a, you know, Hill perspective, all oh, man, it's quite hilarious, though, with listening to the crowd's reaction. You know, to Shane saying he's not going to be there. And, uh, you know, he well, he set up a match that we didn't know about, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, he basically went and uh, centered himself. Kevin Owens has been uh, doing way too much. Just being an insubordinate employee, apparently. And uh, just, you know, with all his stunners and interrupting stuff and sneaking back into the building, breaking all the rules, all that, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's pissed off the boss's son. So Shane took some time, spent some time with his life coach and, uh, you know, centered himself, found balance, looked for uh, inner peace or wholeness, if you will. And, hey, you know, uh, it was a it was a cool episode of SmackDown. We got Shane O'Mac at the top of the show and uh, that was it. So I guess. Everyone in a way got what they wanted. Shane got a big reaction from the crowd. And KO comes out to the ring and, you know, sarcastically says, oh, oh, what are we going to do without Shane in so many words? You know, but, you know, of course, he's being sarcastic, talking about what he's going to do at SummerSlam. Great way to sell the match. One of the memories I have with Shane and Kevin Owens in that hell in the cell was a superplex on the top of the cell. Not, Not suplex, but a vertical suplex on top of the cell. I just say that to say, when that happened, I said, wow, these guys really are going in. And I respect the Shane on a, a deeper level just with, you know, like he's he's really like going in right now. It's not just jumping off of things. It's from really high places also. It's really just, you know, him going in and putting his body on the line, putting his well-being on the line. And, you know, it, we all know Shane has a lot of heart. So I definitely, you know, respected him from that and you know he was in there with KO which is I mean right now definitely slotted as one of the top acts in the company and you know even then he had you know the respect of the crowd so that's um that was good you know talk about what he's gonna do to Shane Shane ain't supposed to be in there with he's ain't supposed to be in the ring with you know superstars like KO and he's gonna show him at SummerSlam uh streaming two weeks live on the WWE Network what is it a week from Sunday at this point I believe or next week, next Sunday, something like that. Either way, um, this brings out Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre not feeling it. Uh, you know, pretty much came out to defend his man's honor. Respect it. Uh, punched him in the face with the microphone because the match was set up. Match starts now. So these guys go at it. They have a fair match back and forth. Good stuff from both sides. Impactful shots at moments. Where it's just like, yeah, this is a great match to open the show. And I'll say this. New faces, new matches. Call whatever you want to call with the wild card rule. And new, excuse me, new ever talk back in December with everyone in the ring. 
These guys have delivered on a lot of those promises. What they said they would do, they have done. On their way to WWE may not have gone over exactly the way that everyone intended, or at least the way it seemed like it was going to go over. Like, well, we did have an we did have an e, well NAC three spotting on Raw, but whatever, right? Uh, it's it's a lot. You know, like the more and more I watch and understand how TV time is divvied out and why TV time is divvied out in some senses, it's a lot. You know, if you don't care to, you know, try to understand it, then, uh, you know, you'll just have something to complain about, I guess. But whatever. Either way, Drew McIntyre uh, takes a fundamental stunner from KO. Some people are not high on KO doing the stunner. I can understand where they're coming from, but... It is an iconic move. I think it's more so homage to Stone Cold. And, you know, you're not going to necessarily get the Attitude ever back. Shouts to the investor call. But you're going to get some more edgy stuff. You don't get too much edgier than using an icon's finishing maneuver. <coughs> Excuse me. So, with that, KO picks up the victory over Drew. I'm not mad. I, I like it. You know, I'm cool with uh, KO, you know, going over in this situation. He's... You know, white hot right now as a baby face. Some people can't get used to it. I said the first time around when he was doing the New Day thing that I wasn't really feeling it as a baby face. But we had some weeks to take time and, you know, do the thing. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was seeing him go back to heel. And you realize the reason. And it's like, oh, man, they was actually going to pull the trigger on that uh, face thing. Like, just to see where it could go. Now he's, you know, uh, KO Punk. So, all right. All right, then. You know, like, it's it's elements of everything that everybody, you know, went so crazy for. Like, you can't necessarily replicate these things or make these things happen again. But we're not going to sit here and just hate on them trying to, you know, give the nostalgia that the fans beg for every week. Addicts. But anyway, uh, KO goes over Drew McIntyre. Good segment. Good opening to the show. Uh, Bailey and Umber Moon were at it next up. Tag team matchup. Well, not they didn't go at it. They're going to go at it, obviously. But they went at it in a tag team match against uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. We'll still build their chemistry. They're getting their moves together. They're getting a little bit of a tandem offense. I'm not mad. You know, they're doing Alexa's little slap thing, which is hilarious. I would say that's like a top three move for her and her, like, arsenal of, you know, maneuvers. But it was a good tag team match for what it was worth. Uh, I believe uh, Ember and Bailey picked up the victory. Was that Alexa and Nikki Cross? No, no, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross picked up that victory. Uh, The end of the match was the real focal point where we saw uh, Bailey hit Ember with the Bailey to Bailey. Now, look, I know it was a twisted bliss in there to pick. Uh, to, it was Everybody got there, but it's finishing maneuvers in. Everybody was able to, sh- you know, show off. Uh, Nikki Cross still on her way up. But Bailey and Ember, you know, we don't want their matchup to get overshadowed. Bailey is still being a little nice, you know, like she's just, just being the baby face. I mean... I, I guess maybe, I mean, everybody's asking for Bailey with a little bit more edge. I wouldn't want to see a heel turn. We just need to see, you know, 
Bailey a little more badass. They they they're trying together though, and I think that's what's important. I don't want to seem, you know, uh, like an apologist for this because it is what it is. But um, it was you know they're they're working together and. Everyone's clamor for Ember Moon. It's a great way to uh, have her, have her get acclimated with how things go, you know, to to see what it takes to be in the championship picture, you know, like it's it's a first time on the main roster with this, so I think it's just a good warm up to things. Maybe down the line we'll get another one. There's still so much more for the women's roster to do. So uh, Nikki Cross, uh, Alexa Bliss, pick up the victory here. Continue the friendship, a little odd coupleness. And uh, Bailey and Ember Moon are going to go at it. They're they getting a little bit of heat on each other. And, you know, it's just a fundamental build. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not even complaining. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, it, it's, it's good for the performers to, you know, have their practice. So that was cool. Um, let's get into this Alistair Black stuff. He's chilling. And uh, he's, you know, he beats Cesaro. So now he's back in the dark room. Where there is light. If it was all dark, then we wouldn't be able to see him now, would we? But um, get Sami Zayn uh, trying to pick a fight with him. Talking about he stays in the shadows to cry for help. And as somebody in the shadows of the WWE Universe, I mean, I, I like to see myself as a beacon of light. You know, around all of the darkness that is the, the critiquing section. <laughs> you know, or the comment section of some social media threads regarding WWE Entertainment or WWE Television. Excuse me. So, you know, it's uh, you know he says he's gonna expose Alistair Black at SummerSlam. So we've got a match, I guess. And um, hey, Haluva Kick versus the Black Mass. I'm not gonna sit here and sleep on Sami Zayn. I'm not gonna try to, you know, put him down or anything like that, he's a phenomenal superstar, but it's hilarious, because there was a time before this, where Sami Zayn was running around with a mask on himself, and he was even calling the WWE Universe parasites, why would anybody want to be around a bunch of parasites, I'm saying, he only step out when he wants to, maybe he's training, maybe he's just getting ready, give it time, give it patience, I mean, we see what he do when he get out there. And we see what happens with Sami Zayn every time he runs his mouth too much. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, oh, another one real quick before we get into the next segment, just the random things that happened backstage. We uh, got to see the Iconics, Women's Tag Team Champions, running away in the parking lot. They, they got off again where uh, they didn't have to defend the championship. So even have a match for that matter. Uh, Fire and Desire stop him. Well, wait, no, Sarah Schreiber stops him, giving a quick interview. Like, where you're going, you're supposed to have a match. I think they had the puppy flu. What, what the? Some, some name. Hilarious. You had to have been joking me. <laughs> you know, but uh, very good stuff in so many words. But you can see toward the interview, they just, you know, start standing in the line on camera. Not any, Not a problem with it. It's just like, all right. You know, it was good to try to make sense of it all. In comes Paige with the Kabuki Warriors. Yep, you're not going to just run away from the match with these chicks. Either they're number one contenders. They went over in Tokyo, I believe, when they went over there. You know, so, hey, a triple threat women's tag team matchup for the 
women's tag team championships. Maybe this could be something to really get them off the ground in a way. Maybe. SummerSlam. Huh? 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 Throw a stipulate to make it a ladder match? Nah, that, that, let's, not, let's not jump too far ahead. But, you know, we'll... We'll see, but a, triple, a three-way for that, I don't think it, I'm not, I wouldn't be against the idea, you know, everyone's crying for it, there are people crying to see Asuka online, you know, and going out of their way trying to get Asuka over, but that, in my opinion, is taken away from some forms of television time, but um, it's only my opinion, I have no real say-so in how any of this uh, is booked or promoted, so it is what it is, uh, so yeah, now, let's get on into the next segment. All right, Jerry the King Lola, they was in Memphis, Tennessee, emanating. They, so they had the King's Court. It's only right to have Jerry Lola out there, you know. It's always good to see the King. Uh, had his little talk show segment with special guest Trish Stratus. Nobody said we was anticipating it. I had a great feel on it, you know, just uh, like it was an overall good segment, you know. Like it was... You can see Trish trying to warm back up, and by the end of it, she won't back up. We know how Charlotte called it out. We knew it was coming with how they were going to have the match, and, you know, now they're going to have a match. You know, I don't have a pony in the race. I think it would be excellent and truly awesome to pass the torch because that's really what this uh, segment has felt like the entire time. You know, just, you know, it's going to be great for Charlotte. You know, I like Charlotte a lot, and... uh, I, I I think that Trish, you know, being a mom and stuff like that, she should pass the torch, you know, and, you know, living her life and stuff like that. It would be a great reaction from the Toronto crowd. And we'll, we're continuing to move the women's evolution forward, you know, with solidifying Charlotte at as a part of the top of the mountain, you know. So, like, right now, Charlotte and Becky, you know, these two are the main two. You know, these are the women that you think of when you're thinking about Raw SmackDown, you know. And take nothing away from Bailey being the women's champion, but this is, like, right now, this is why I say I don't want to see Bailey and Ramon get overshadowed by all of this awesomeness going on with, uh, you know, Charlotte and Trish. And right now, Natty and Becky, their storyline is is actually heating up, you know. So, it's um I think it's just good practice for Bailey and Ember, but all in all, it's gonna be an awesome time for Charlotte and Trish Stratus. So they have some good stuff. Move on to the next match. We have uh what was it? Finn Balor taking on Dolph Ziggler. Finn mad too at Dolph for kicking Shawn Michaels, need to learn how to respect his elders. Alright, no problem. I don't have anything against Finn. Oh, we had a Firefly Funhouse segment also beforehand. Good little, uh, it was good good video package stuff. And I think that's really where it's at. The editing, the WWE has been leading the pack, in my opinion, for years when it comes to this. And they definitely did not disappoint with, you know, putting Finn over, putting The Fiend over, and, you know, setting up the match and getting everybody warmed up for, you know, a Finn appearance. So really cool. Uh, Finn and Dolph go at it. They have a really nice match. Um, I believe Finn was getting ready to set up for some victory, and that was when the music went out. And you know, Dolph was down for a moment, but yeah, lights go down, and all of the funny, you know, stuff, the sounds, and all that. It's like, ha, 
You know, the Fiend's on his way. The Fiend looked great when he came on camera. This time around, like, I'm not, like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, with the, you know, with the portrayal, like, I think it's just fine. You know, like, but... Last night, as soon as Bray, as soon as Bray got on camera, man, with the with the hair and the stance and the, the the turn with the angle, great, great, perfect. I thought it was just excellent. And I think he what took one or two steps, and then the lights went out again. Then the lights turned back on, and here goes Dolph Ziggler with another kick to the face. Man, Dolph hitting them things. It's so spot on. I'm about to start calling him Sweet Chin, but I don't know. I don't want anybody to be upset or offended by that. But man, Dolph get—he been working on them kicks, man. Who was the first time he hit that kick? When he hit the kick on Shawn Michaels, you can see. Hey, look, Shawn, I've been practicing, <laughs> and boy, did he lay him out with that. And he, hey, jeez, he put Finn down with that kick last night. So he got that one, two, three pin for the win. Awesome for Dolph. You know, show off, picks up a victory, a much needed victory even. You know, I don't think Finn looks bad at all here. Some are saying, oh, he should look strong going into his match at SummerSlam. I think Finn is just fine. I think Finn is still strong regardless of a loss to Dolph. Like I said, I think Dolph needed the victory more than anybody. So, um, you know, it was good to see him pick up the victory. I say Dolph is the gatekeeper, modern day, of WWE. Yeah, he might... Be uh, an enhancement talent in so many cases, but what we won't say is he's a glorified enhancement like some critic of the critics that we see uh, trying to, you know, get at guys in the shadows, but whatever, right? Uh, we'll just see how that happens at SummerSlam, but yeah, all in all, good stuff from uh, Finn and good stuff from Dolph and great stuff from The Fiend. Can't wait for their match. We're gonna see how that goes. Maybe maybe Bray has some new offense that he hasn't shown us, you know. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. Ah, Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura on television. That's right. It's some I think it's a new record. Most we've seen him this month, but uh, very good. A good matchup against Ali. Talk about the light. Talk about Batman. Oh man, I know I've, I I don't know if I've made jokes. I probably have. But I, you know, always see jokes with the old school. Well, not old school, but the old Ali uh, promos with just the live, you know, the, the gritty, rustic feel of Ali just being himself and making people want to care about him. I was excited for him for 205 Live, but the black and yellow letters or the black and yellow coloring and all that, that's, that's awesome. That's good enough for me. You know, like his last promo didn't have that I'm Batman feel to it, so, you know, it's like, all right, maybe the joke's over now, you know, but that, you know, having it go from black and purple to black and yellow, maybe it'll change colors next week, who knows, I'll either come out looking like a lava lamp, I don't know, but he's, uh, he's, he's good, you know, he's good, I, I, we all peeped him from 205, you know, and now he's finally getting his opportunity, the, that, that video package from, uh, Randy, Showing how Ali got injured with the little eye injury. I thought Ali had got injured when he landed on the announce table a couple of times from taking the sing bombs. But, no, no. It was really getting stomped on the face and his eye was hit a certain way. Good. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. 
that was quite the stomp. He showed it in slow-mo, and it really looked painful. Like, gosh, I'm glad Ali is all right, and I'm honestly glad he can still see. I'm sure everybody in the locker room feels the same way. So, you know, this is a crazy, gritty contact sport at times. And, uh, yeah, my goodness. But, yeah, like uh, Ali and Shinsuke went at it. Non-title bout. Good stuff from both sides. Uh, Shinsuke kept going for the Kinshasa. That was the main focal point of that story. Shinsuke constantly going for the Kinshasa. Couldn't hit it on Ali. Ali kept finding ways around it, hitting roll-ups. I think Ali got a good roll-up and picked up the victory, one we wasn't expecting him to do. He did miss his 450. His landing on that just flat on the mat. Great stuff from Ali. Good stuff from Shinsuke. He was pissed off after the win. Well, after Ali picked up the win. And, um... I'm I'm personally more excited to see what these two have to offer because we know Shinsuke Nakamura hits harder than a lot of the main roster. You quote me on that. Ali is somebody that can take a hit. (laughs) So we'll just see how this all plays out. Potentially at SummerSlam. We'll find out though. Then we get champion versus champion. Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles, United States champion, basically the Raw champ right now, because the Universal Champion does as he pleases, how he pleases. I mean, he's probably, you know, he's probably going to be at Raw Monday. I don't want to talk contract. Oh, it's close to SummerSlam. No, he's always on Raw. He just decides not to come out. Keep it in storyline for the comical essence. But uh, yeah, it's um. It was, what was the, yeah, so Kofi is taking on AJ. Look, man, I believe they might have went at it one time before. I don't remember, but to see Kofi in there going against AJ Styles, to watch them have the mat technique the way they do, you know, you could actually see Kofi know, like, you see the, the real parts of Kofi being, as New Day would say, the greatest the whole time. Like, wait a minute, I mean, he actually was in there moving with AJ Styles, you know. AJ is no, no act to 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 sniffle at. You know what I mean? Like we all know he's phenomenal. So he was in there. He's doing his thing, and but you know the club. What OC got involved? New Day got involved. A lot of chaos ensued. AJ goes to the top rope, or was he going for a phenomenal forearm? Either way we look at it, AJ came off in midair. And Kofi hits the Trouble in Paradise kick out of nowhere. And, wow. Speaking of out of nowhere, look, Randy's video package was awesome. Had the little narration. He was doing it. Stupid thing. That <laughs> I just enjoy seeing some good Randy promo work. He's one of the smoothest in the ring. We know that by now. Him and Kofi, I'm pretty sure, are going to have a bang-up match for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, You know, WWE Champion goes over the United States Champion. WWE Championship means a little bit more than the United States Championship. So that's fine with me. I have no problem with that. It was, I mean, I I never know who's going to win. Of course, we want to pull for Kofi to pick up the victory. But, you know, I mean, he has taken some losses, not for the championship, you know, just yet, but he's having a great run right now. AJ Styles could have been somebody that picked up the victory tonight. You know, it would have, 
I wouldn't have been surprised, you know. It would have just been, hey, we got the respect for AJ. He's extremely credible, just like Randy is extremely credible. So we'll just see how Kofi is able to pull the next one out and see how he's able to, you know, pick up the victory. And closing the show with what? Potentially two minutes left on the clock. We had, wait, wait, before we even get into that. We had Daniel Bryan having his career altered announcement that he did not give us again. He just walked off. Okay, no problem. It may be connected to the end result with uh, Roman, but we don't know. Either way, Roman is getting ready to tell us who his pick for SummerSlam is. And as he's walking to greet the lovely Kayla Braxton, some giant prop backstage fell on him. (laughs) Dude, the camera work was hilarious. The way he landed, it landed on him. That hilarious. And the only reason why I think it's so funny is because the Superman, that's right, the big dog, got a big dog strong. He looked a little shook up. Or he looked a little shook up. Can't even front on that. Completely understandable, Roman. That, that's, that looked like no small weight. you know have fall on top of you from out of nowhere but he was all right he was able to get out from underneath it and he was good so all of the panic was for no reason because the big dog stood big tall and big dog strong that's what i think we wanted to say but either way that was smackdown live and 205 so shouts to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week go check out podcast jesus and uh subscribe to his select service with the podcasting and um yeah i will catch you guys next week for raw and smackdown live leading into the coolest the hottest the freshest the most awesome the funnest the most heavy hitting party of the summer summer slam so yep catch y'all then do not forget always remember be responsible with your power guys out there in the wwe universe because you never know WWE just might take your idea and give it legs. This is Blake. I will catch you guys next time. Peace.